What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Planeswalkers Anonymous, the only magic podcast Keanu Reeves listens to. I'm your host, Duncan Day, and I'm joined this week, as every week, by my brother, Donovan. Donovan, say hello to Keanu. Hi, Keanu. I'm sure he, I'm sure he does. Is that like slander? Um, Can we get in trouble for that? I mean, if he's offended by it, I suppose you could be stupid as slander. But you know what, Donovan? Someone, someone go ask Keanu that. If Keanu Reeves sues us for saying that on our podcast, I bet that will make headline. That's probably true. At least on the internet. And that can only be good for us. No. N- wait. It, uh, I was going to say no news is bad news, but that's not <laughs> how that saying that, goes. That's not how that works. Any publicity is good publicity? That's the phrase I'm looking for, right? No publicity is bad publicity. Anyways. No, but uh, that's so this, this is our new marketing strategy. Instead of giving away massive prizes, we'll just try and piss off someone. Piss off someone famous. Yeah, piss off a celebrity. Someone who has enough Twitter followers. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Well, anyway, I think we've got... Uh, we actually didn't have anything scheduled for this week, and, like, nothing huge has happened in the Magic community. There's no big controversy or anything, so we've got a couple of little news thing. Well, a news thing to talk about, and just some, you know, like magic product type stuff to do and uh we'll probably get this one uh i, I don't know what packaged and processed and e- eaten i'm lost oh, you have to figure this one out yourself i have no idea what you're going for no i got lost somewhere in my uh, uh metaphor there but uh but before we get into it uh, I want to remind everyone that boardwalk games in north dallas is just the niftiest sp- place on the this particular planet the happiest place on earth right that's and if you want some awesomeness in your wallet capital one damn it i don't know what i'm doing nobody does go to boardwalk but go to boardwalk yeah you go to boardwalk games go to boardwalkgames.com either one's fine yeah boardwalk-games.com uh you can get magic singles you can get board games you can get a you know all of your gaming accessories and stuff. And uh, if, you know, you're pretty satisfied with all your gaming stuff at the moment, but you would like for there to be a podcast that talks about magic and is listened to by awesome celebrities like Keanu Reeves, you go to patreon.com slash planeswalkers and uh, support this show. You send a few bucks our way and uh, we'll try to use that money to open more packs, get more secret layers, do more giveaways and stuff because... Bringing it back around to those giveaways, we do those, like, at least once a month. Uh, we open up some cards every episode, and we give those away at the end of the month, and sometimes we give away other cool things. Uh, but this week, we've definitely got something cool, because Donovan and Boardwalk Games have just, like, just now handed me a Crimson Vow Collector's Booster that we can open up and uh, give away to our listeners. Donovan, yeah, you ready to check out what we got here? Yeah. What uh, what are we hoping for? What's cool to get out of Crimson Vow right now? What's hot? out of Crimson Vow? Yeah, any any cards that are like uh, desirable? I don't think so. But let's Midnight Hunt didn't have anything that was super valuable at this point either, and definitely has things now. So okay, well, I'm hopeful. Sure. Um, I think that there's some stuff like Necro Duality is pretty good. Um, Cultivator Colossus maybe. Okay. So we got a double-faced token, 
It's a foil spirit on one side and a human on the other. Okay. Then we've got a traveling minister. Okay. And these are all foils for now. Uh, all these commons and uncommons, as far as I can tell. We've got a stitched assistant, a hungry ridge wolf, and a weary prisoner slash wrathful jailbreaker, a cobbled lancer. That card might be good. We've got a bloodsworn blood sworn squire slash bloodsworn knight. Then right, right here in the middle of the pack, we've got a foil infinite knight plane. Is that what they call them? Infinite knight? No. What are they called? Eternal Knight. Eternal Knight. Sorry. Got a foil Eternal Knight Planes. That is a, oh man, that is a slick looking card. Mm-hmm. And then, ooh, here's one to get our uh, one of our patrons excited. We've got a foil Halana and Elena Partners. Cool. And we've got, this is not foil, but this it is an extended artwork, Imposing Grandeur. They started doing extended artworks as actually extended art, not just zoomed in art, right? Correct. That's good. Correct. That's good. Uh, all right, so the, re- the rest of these, unless I say otherwise, are not foil. But we've got an extended art Dream Shackle Geist. Then we've got a Showcase Skulking Killer. A Showcase Falconrath Celebrants. And we've got the uh, the Dracula, like, um, what do they call that? Extended Universe card? There's uh, Dr. John Seward or Torin's Fist of the Angels. I think that card's pretty good. Yeah, I think you mentioned that uh, as one of the ones that you were interested in building with, right? Maybe. <laughs> You're like, not anymore. Don't know. <laughs> it's like, I might have said that, but I think that would probably have been wrong of me. Okay. And we've got a another uh, Extended Universe Dracula card, um, but this one is also foil, and it's Search the Count's Castle, or Thirst for Discovery. That's a very good card. Right. It- it's an uncommon. It's probably not as valuable. Well, it, and it is the uh, the Dracula Extended Universe card. That's probably yeah probably going to be collectors out there who want to get their hands on that one. And then mm-hmm. we also got a foil Extended Art Wedding Announcement slash Wedding Festivity. Neat. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of like super uh, uh, valuable cards we could have pulled out of this pack, but we got some cool stuff. Um, and, like I said, there's a, just a bunch of foils, uh, some foil rare, the foil uh, Eternal Might, we got extended artwork cards, we got... Uh, that one card's from the Commander deck, right? Showcase the red cards. One, extended art one? Uh, which one? Imposing Grandeur? Yeah. That is right. Um, we've, we've got some uh, showcase cards, we got two of the uh, Dracula Extended Universe cards, one of those in foil, so... Like, I, I think there's definitely some good, exciting stuff to get if you are entered into our giveaway. And as just a, re- yeah. a reminder for anyone who's new or, you know, whose brain is as competent as mine, um, you can enter our giveaway by just being a member of our Patreon at any level. You automatically enter the, in the giveaway. Different tiers can get additional entries. And, uh, or if, you know, you would like to be entered in the giveaway but don't want to spend the money, you can just visit our Patreon and check out our About Us section where it'll uh, there'll be a link where you can get to our survey. You complete the survey and you'll be entered to win these cards. Uh, that's going into a stack of other things that we're going to give away at the end of the month that include a mystery booster, uh, several Midnight Hunt draft boosters, a couple of Crimson Vow draft boosters, and now this Crimson Vow collector's booster. 
I think we're going to be giving this stuff away next week. Is that right? Yeah. Cool, cool. So we'll do that next week. In the meantime, Donovan, um, what do you want to talk about first? Um, I guess we'll just start at the top of your list here. I think that this seems like a good order to do them in. Sure. You want to start with the actual news? For the yeah. Window? Sure. There's a, it's, it's not a, a big change, no, nothing major, but we did uh, get some Oracle changes last week for um some just uh, just a uh, an Donovan care to explain uh looks like we had t- a a rules change and then just a announcement that something's misprinted mm-hmm. i guess um the uh the first one is they just made it so that cards that say they exile all cards from a graveyard just exile that graveyard yeah so um, you have the text exile target player's graveyard yes um, just because it seems a little simpler, mm-hmm. um, and it affects what twenty six cards here. Uh, that's what it says. Do we want to list those or? I don't think that's necessary. I there will be a link to the article that this is about in our in our description. If you want to read through the names, you can. I just don't think it'd do people very much good to just hear us rattle them all off. You know. Yeah, it's twenty six different card names. But some ones that I think you're likely to actually run across that it matters mm-hmm. is going to be rest in peace. Uh, Tormod's Crypt, Relica Progenitus, um, and Go Blank are the ones that I think see the most play. Okay. And this is. Maybe Kaya's Guile or Ravenous Trap. This is pretty much just any time a card would have said exile all cards from target player's graveyard. It's just going to say exile target player's graveyard. Yeah. Um, this, this may be the way it already works for libraries, but I know I have also seen things that say, like, exile all cards in target player's library or whatever did have they already changed that or i believe so because there's been plenty of cards that say like exchange your library and your graveyard and stuff like that or say like right but that and, and, one already says graveyard too right i don't know dude i don't know either but, uh, I, i'm hoping this is just consistent with both library and graveyard it just seems like if the library already worked this way it's kind of weird that the graveyard didn't and if the library did not. It's kind of weird that they're not putting that into this also, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I hope that that's consistent. It's just a a uh, templating change, though. It's not actually a functional rules change, right? So Neither of these things are functional rules changes. Right. So. right. This is just the, how they're going to print <laughs> words on the cards now. So it's not, like, it's not like it actually makes a difference to what happens in your game. This is just clarifying yeah. what these and then words mean when you see them. The other thing is uh, on Blood Vile Purveyor, they had it get plus one, plus zero oh for each blood token defending player controls when it attacks. Mm-hmm. When it's really only supposed to get plus one, plus zero oh for each blood token defending player controls when it attacks until end of turn. Right. They just accidentally printed it as a ongoing effect. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that. Like, I I played with Blood Vile Purveyor too, and like I didn't notice it until my opponent played one against me and pointed it out the moment he cast it. But that. It's very, very strange, though, for it to be an ongoing effect. that They don't normally do yeah. like That's why like I, I read the card and I didn't realize that they had left that off, because right. it was just quite obvious that this gave it that tell end of turn. Right. It's just very obvious. Mm-hmm. I like they said that the, the words until end of turn were inadvertently omitted from the printed card. That's just funny to me. I like how it, it gets through the entire process. And, like, did somebody accidentally... Like not type it out in the file that prints it on the like is like is it more like a typo or did they forget 
that they needed to add that text to it, and like it went through the design, you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. I think probably a typing issue. I mean, it's like Walking Atlas. They left a card type off that card yeah. when they printed it. Yeah, that too. So it's just like it kind of stuff happens, you know. Sure. Yep, and it's happened before. It very likely will happen again, especially since Watsi doesn't actually care about paper cards anymore. That's true. Uh, but I think that's kind of all of the like news stuff. I mean, the rest of this is kind of news. It's just or like corporate shilling hype sort of news, you know? Yeah. You ready? You ready to? Oh, we we have had one of our listeners say they like us to announce the secret layers, and there's a bunch of them happening right now. So or coming up or whatever. Well, it just seems like there's always a bunch of them happening. Like this episode is now just us announcing secret layers every week. <laughs> This whole podcast. I'm gonna change the name of the show to like the Secret Layer or something. No, but Planeswalkers Anonymous is a fitting title for a podcast about people spending all their money on secret layers. Oh god, we don't need to change the title episode, the podcast title. We're fine. We will help you with your secret layer problem. We saw this coming, <laughs> but uh, the secret layer that's happening right now is the Making Mischief secret layer, and. Uh, that's MSCHF, which apparently is like a, a company like that exists. Um, hold on, I read this, but I don't remember. There's a there's a Brooklyn-based art collective that makes stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I I'm not familiar with them. I don't know anything about them, so I'm sorry for letting our listeners down on that front. But uh, the magic cards they made for the secret layer pretty dope. Yeah, they're cool. I especially like Blood Moon and Grim Tutor. Those are very nice. Uh, the theme of these really seems to be like just giving an artist free reign to create a cool looking card. Um, they're some of these. I I just really like these. We've mentioned it before. These are the sorts of cards that like they have all of the text of the card on it, right? Like the the rules text, the the mana cost, the name type, all that stuffs on these cards. But they're not constrained to the format of a like name line, te- type line, text box. They are somewhere incorporated into the artwork of the card. So it's like a full art card with all of the text incorporated into it. Um, yeah. And I just love that. I love that design. I think that if they did all of all magic cards like that, it would just be annoying to identify where like where the necessary information was on on all the various different cards. But as a collectible item or a special card to put in your deck or whatever, I think it's just the best way to do some special secret layer thing. I looked up Mischief for fun. Yeah? Um, In October 2021, the collective offered the original Andy Warhol drawing Fairies, which they had purchased for $20,000, along with 999 high-quality forgeries that they produced for $250 apiece. They mixed the forgeries with the real one, and claim to not know which one is which, and then just sells them all as possibly real copy of Fairies by Andy Warhol. <laughs> That's amusing. Kind of nuts, though. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I like this headline from the New York Times. The story of mischief. A very modern ellipses business? With a question mark. Yep. <laughs> well, this seems like a very cool company, and I may have to learn more about them in the future. But the, uh, the cards in the yeah. secret layer are Swords to Plowshares, Grim Tutor, Blood Moon, Fairy's Puzzle Box, 
and cut to ribbons. Yep. Now, for some reason, I think I think they 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 let the the people at Mischief decide the cards. They Must be fans of Pioneer. Um. So I know that's this is not what this is really about, but the uh, aftermath cards. Yeah. Infuriate me. They're just so bad because like I mean this is one of the most played ones. I'm not saying that the that the the cards are like not good for being played in a game. I mean the concept and implementation of them is really bad. It's the it, they're just oh, yeah? they're split cards. I like them. And the original split cards had a kind of amusing naming convention where they would be like bend or break, right? And I never like split cards. I just don't like I don't like the concept, but um, bend or break. Okay, ha, huh, that's interesting. And then they did the split cards where you could cast both sides, and they they did it and this and that, right? Yeah. And then the aftermath cards are cards you can play the first part of the card, and then you can use the aftermath card from the graveyard. So they went with this to that, like cut two ribbons, right? Yeah. And I get that, but in order to get, in order to achieve that they very clearly had to pick the names first. And so they picked out the names and then designed cards to fit them and failed miserably. Because in order for cut to ribbons to work as a card, then cut has to make sense as a card, ribbons has to make sense as a card, and together they make sense as the phrase cut to ribbons. And like cut to ribbons in particular fails on two counts. Cut is fine. Cut deals four damage to target creature. But a card named Ribbons says each opponent loses X life just doesn't, like, thematically that doesn't make sense. And then if you take Cut and add Ribbons to get Cut to Ribbons, that just does, still doesn't make any sense. First you shred their creatures, then you shred their life total. Okay. You're cutting them to Ribbons. Not any more than just Cut was. No, but then you're doing it to them, not just their creature. It still doesn't make it still doesn't make any more sense as doing four damage to a creature and then each opponent losing X life. I'm not sure ribbons is great as far as thematically, but I think if cut to ribbons is fine. I think if you had a card that said deal four damage to target creature and then each opponent loses X life and mm-hmm. named that card cut to ribbons, you think that would thematically make sense? Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay. Well, we don't have to agree on everything. Um, Slice and Dice, which is basically the same phrase, is four damage to each creature and each player. Yeah. Like the same thing. Not really. So the phrase cut to ribbons doesn't mean the same thing as Slice and Dice. Yeah, it kind of does. No, Slice and Dice is just repeating the... Like, Slice and Dice mean the same thing. So to say Slice Uh and Dice, you're just emphasizing it by using two different synonyms to describe what you're talking about. Whereas cut to ribbons is an expression meaning... Not just to cut, but to cut in such an extreme way as to leave nothing left. Sure. And so, it's so cut to ribbons is not just emphasizing the idea that you're cutting something. It's it's uh-huh. an an extreme version of that. And and to deal damage to one specific creature and then all opponents does not give the idea of oh you're you're absolutely devastating this thing that you're cutting to ribbons. It's this oh. you're cutting lots of different things of two different types, one of which a very specific thing, the other a generalized thing, and none of them very much. 
is not cut I into ribbons. Disagree. I think the things you're saying are supporting the card being cut to ribbons, so I can't argue with you. <laughs> okay. I think you're proving yourself wrong. But... No, then you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. But that's all right. No, I'm understanding it. You're just I disagree. So you're saying to suggest that you cut one very specific thing and then also cut a generalized different group of thing is representative of the expression to cut something in an extreme way as to leave nothing left of that thing. No, I just think that the the thing that you're saying the phrase is is what the card is doing. You drained all of your opponents of their life total and they're dead. Ribbons won't kill anybody. It generally is not being cast if it's not killing someone. It's X black black. You have to. Uh huh. No, it's not. It is. Yeah. Wait. Yes. X black. I thought you said black X X. Yeah. It's X black black. Yes. Is being cast to kill people. Only if you've already got them at a very low life. No. You just that you play it. You make infinite mana. You murder people. Okay. Well, or part of an in, infinite in mana, Pioneer. Oh, fine. You're playing it in Pioneer. Yes. People are doing it when their opponent's at low life, but that's still fine. Okay. Well. Anyway, I don't think that. I don't think it's a very good card, and I think that all, that all of the Aftermath cards suffer for, for the exact same reason, is that the individual card names don't necessarily work, or the whole thing doesn't work. And I don't know of any Aftermath cards that work individually and together, thematically. Driven to Despair. I don't know that one off the top of my head. I can look it up, though. Driven makes your creatures draw you cards whenever they deal damage to your opponent. Despair makes your opponent discard cards whenever they deal damage to your opponent. And so it's like, you know, driven to just like driven, like you're mm-hmm. you got all these like good stuff to do, you know, like it gives you all these cards because you're you're driven and then despair, like they lose all their cards. So they're despairing over not having cards and then driven to despair. Like if you do both of them, you'll, you're going to do so much stuff. Your opponent is despairing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think that's the best one, though. As far as thematically yeah. fitting the thing. Yeah, well, you well, you, um, you perhaps have utterly cut to ribbons my my claim that there was there was none of them that worked. Eh, driven to despair kind of works. Um, but, but the fact that they managed to make one work, I do not think justifies yeah, the sure. naming convention. That's I, fine. The, like, I will admit I was wrong about there being none that work, but that does not change my position. I think you're correct. A bunch of them concepts. don't work. Farm to market, silly. Um, why what is it? destroying an attacking creature a farm? Also, what even does farm to market mean as a like as a magic card? Like what would a card that called farm to market I mean maybe like a just life gain spell in green? Uh I could see like I think if what farm to market if farm like What a, wait a second gained you life Farm says destroy target attacking or blocking creature. Uh-huh. What on earth It's 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 a huge stretch based off the card swords to plowshares. Ah, you're up. You're up. My my guess was going to be that it's all that it is on top of being a dumb aftermath card. They were also going for like a joke reference name with like farming in video games and stuff. <laughs> like I'm farming some goblins for gold Maybe, or whatever. But I, I I think it's just they're like, well, swords to plowshares exiles a creature. So what if farm like destroys an attack curious? That seems fine, right? Terrible. Removal. That's terrible. Yeah. Market works. I mean, yeah, like no, you draw two that, discard two, I think. Sense like, as a market card. That makes sense as a market. Sure. So like if like farm just like gained you life, I'd be fine with one. <laughs> you know? It's like one mana gain three life. Oh but, but then, like farm to market is about like a fresh produce thing. Sure. Uh you 
you you drew and discarded some cards and they gained you some life. Like that would work. But that's, but yeah, but that's, I didn't, but I don't that's know. not how these cards work. It's not like you don't just do both things. You do one, and then having done yeah. that, you then do the other one. Which is why I'm saying your thing, like saying like keeping them separate and then to get like together would be if you did them both together at the same time, it would represent the phrase, right? I I guess. So I was saying like yeah, farm to market. Like if you gain some life. I I wasn't considering like, the actions. I was saying like if you just consider farm is a card and consider market is a card and then consider farm to market as a card, you know. Sure. Um but the func- the way the card functions is still to do farm first, which like if if the market one so they would again it would mess up the name cuz then it would be market to farm, which doesn't make sense, right? But if the market one had happened first and farm gained you life then it would make sense as farm to market because it's like farm to market is about fresh produce. You trade at the market and it gains you life because it's healthy. That that would make sense. But if farm happens first, even with the gain life, that may make sense for farm. But then as a farm to market card, it, I'm still lost as to where, what the theme is. I think if the card farm to market gained you life and then drew and discarded cards, that would be fine. It would probably be fine. I'm just arguing that it still wouldn't be good. Anyways, right. I don't think any of this matters. We have spent too long on Aftermath. Um, yeah. I, I don't like split cards. Just, I don't know. Sure. I've never liked... I just... here to be You're an old fogey. To be frank, I just never really... I don't like the way the split cards look. And the little cards printed sideways on the card. And, like, you have turned the cards. Like, I And maybe I just don't like them... I, I don't mind changing the, like... Um, the, like, layout of cards... I clearly don't because, like, one of my favorite things are, like, these Blood Moon and Grim Tutor and it's, like, cards like this secret layer, you know? But I don't like it, I guess, when they change how the card physically works. Yeah. And so, like, I don't like sideways printed cards and I don't like double face cards and stuff like so, that. So, on the Aftermath cards, my real beef with them was it really seemed like they were trying to make it so that you, you cast the the regular side, and then you, you put it in your graveyard tucked in sideways so that the aftermath part is peeking out so you can see it, is what they were trying to do. You think so? But since, like, 70% of Magic players represent their exile pile by putting it next to their graveyard rotated 90 degrees, mm-hmm. it would just make it look like this card's already been exiled from their graveyard. I see. Yeah. I thought that they were just trying to make it look like, you know... Like, the second card was, like, kind of dead and buried underneath the first card? No, I think they're they're trying to make it so you could stick it in your graveyard with the, the top half in the graveyard, and the other part sticking out where you could read it. Hmm. I didn't ever pick up on that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like split cards, and I think Aftermath is worse. So. Sure. Well, I think it's better, mechanically. I think it's worse. You get to do both things. Also, they're just better cards. So like these, it doesn't need to be a. This is another thing about pretty much all the split cards. They don't need to be split cards. They just don't need to okay. they be like modal or you know like sure or, or whatever. The aftermath ones would be really weird as modal spells, but yes, you could do that. But the aftermath ones, I wouldn't do as modal spells. I'd just like print in the text box. Uh, if this card is in your graveyard, you can pay this to do this thing. You know, sure. But that does it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, because we're here already, and this is how they work. Right, right. And and I've seriously, I've spent like the last 20 minutes arguing and complaining about uh, Aftermath cards. We've got a whole bunch of other secret layers to talk about, Donovan, but, uh... Yeah. But since that's the only thing we have to talk about today, I guess it's okay for me to 
waste time talking about aftermath cards. Yep, I think so. All right. The the next so the mischief secret layer bundle is available right now as we're recording this. Let me just check real quick. Available until the twenty eighth. Okay, so this this should still be available when this show comes out for just a few more days. But if you want it, you should jump on. Yeah, but you will have you will have to jump on. If we're if you're hearing it from us first for the first time, then you you better act quick. But uh, next week, I think, uh, like right when that one's ending, basically, the uh, second secret versary starts, which is just another super drop. It's a secret layer drop that has like a dozen secret layers in it, and uh, and you can buy it as a bundle with all of them. You can get the foil versions, you can get the non-foil, you can get both, uh, all kinds of stuff. But the, these include some more. Um, universe beyond stuff and this is actually like and for the most part i like these yeah yeah i mean i just meant the whole bundle like oh, most of the, the bundle i like oh good that's that's nice there's there's one lit secret layer in it that's absolutely atrocious <laughs> and i hate it and i just wish they had never done it <laughs> we'll work our way and there's some it. of them that i'm kind of mad about but for the most part i do very much like this uh but but the first couple in here are part of the universes beyond series and this one they're going. They're continuing the uh, second pipeline, or not second. The second name line. What are they? Yeah, there's the subtitle. I don't title know. line. They have alternate name. It's alternate title line. Is what the alternate it. title line. Um, and and actually, there's only two of these that have have alternate names. Uh, yeah, two of them and, are just. And I like I like this. the The first secret layer of them is the the arcane secret layer. Yeah. Which is from the the show Arcane. Yeah, uh, this is not what we do our podcast about, so we haven't mentioned it before. But uh, League of Legends has a animated series out on Netflix, like right now, like as we speak. They're doing new episodes every week, and and if you're into League of Legends or you just like like kind of cel shaded sort of anime stuff, um, it's pretty cool. I've, I've we've been watching it. Yeah. I'm not a huge huge fan of the animation style, but the show's it's good, not my so. favorite, but it's not bad. It's not the worst animation. Yeah, style it's a uh, it it kind of looks like um uh oh man, what was that video game? No idea. Not League of Legends. It actually doesn't look like League of Legends, but that's good. League of Legends doesn't look bad, but it doesn't like you wouldn't want to do a show in that sort of like uh I can't words today. Um, art style. Uh yes, but what I was trying to say is um. That that angle they're at it's a two dim- it's actually bird's eye view. Well, it's actually two dimensional, but they have they have it done in in a style that makes it appear three dimensional. There's a word for that. Um, okay, cool perspective. It's, it is a perspective thing, but it's a uh, man. But anyways, this secret layer has Duncan can figure that word out later. Um, Path to Exile, Ristic Study, Counterflux, and Thran Dynamo in it. Um, the Path to Exile is just a Path to Exile featuring. Jace getting in trouble. And this is Jace Talis from Arcane, not Jace Bellerin from Magic. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is... I guess this is something I haven't seen yet in the show. Uh, oh, no, he did get in trouble in the first three episodes. Yeah, and they, and they were threatening to exile him before, the, yeah. before they yeah. uh, decided okay. not to. Yeah, he, he was on the path to exile. Sure. And I, don't tell people whether he got exiled or not. I mean, it's so, like the first spoiler. episode, right? It's the third episode. Is it? Okay. Yes. All right. Fine. And then we've got unstable harmonics, which is the the alternate name of Ristic Study. Shows uh, pictures Jason, his buddy Victor, 
doing science stuff. And then Counterflux is that don't I don't know. It I don't know what's going on in that picture or how it's supposed to represent a counterflux, but that's counterflux. There seems to be a storm. Oh, uh, the artwork that's I think when uh when powder blew up made set off her big bomb and it like, yeah went off badly. I think that's a that, okay. that's, it's an overload spell. I don't know oh, that the countering so spell just thing works that well. Playing off of the overload. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Then the last one's the Hex Core, which is the Thran Dynamo art alternate name, and it's uh, one of uh, the Jace's company's inventions. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think these all look really good. Um, and, you know, if if you're interested in the Netflix animated series Arcane, then it would be cool, too, you know? Um, yeah. What, what I really like about these is that, like... There's probably not any particular reason you would be excited about these if you weren't into the show, or at least into League of Legends. But like, they look perfect. Like, they're I don't I don't think that if you had this counterflux in your magic deck, even if you were completely oblivious as to what it was referencing, you would be unhappy with it as a magic card. It's still a good looking magic card. Yeah, no, I think these are all good. Um, I think that the unstable harmonics and the hex core, like their alternate name thing, might be weird. Yeah. If you weren't familiar with the stuff, but like they work fine, mm-hmm. and... and the artwork matches. Like even if even if you don't know what these things are, the artwork works perfectly fine for the cart. Like, yeah, so I think they're good. Yeah. I like them. Um, and then we've got another arcane secret drop, secret layer drop, which is just five basics with artwork from the yeah, I guess the city of Piltover. This one in from the anime. This one I'm a little less happy with than the previous one for one of the reasons why I like the previous one. It's just, these artworks are so, like, just suitable and typical for magic that I don't think that... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I was just looking at the pictures. Uh There are seven cards in the Secret Lair drop, and only they just only showed us four artworks. Are you talking about the previous one? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's... It also has Duress, Seize the Day, and Crossing Grip in it. The Seize the Day and the Crossing Grip also have alternate names. Seize the Day is Round 2, and Crossing Grip is Denting Blows, um, which sounds like a poor name for Crossing Grip, but <laughs> it sounds like the opposite of what Crossing Grip is. It's very destructive single strike. <laughs> uh, but, but but we have no idea what those look like yet. Yeah. So that's an interesting decision for them to make. Uh, it's like they, they, it looks like those artworks will be revealed before you purchase Secret Lair, though. The same day that uh, that this Secret Lair becomes available for purchase. They're yeah, gonna... they, I think that those ones are just based on episodes that are not out yet. Ah, that makes and sense. And they didn't, they wanted to, they wanted to announce the Secret Lair drop, but they didn't want to reveal scenes from the show that haven't aired yet. Right. Probably, uh, probably Croson Grip has something to do with they said... getting her punchy gloves. Maybe, maybe. Um, but they wanted to... These these artworks should be out on November 28th, which is after this weekend's episode drop. Okay. So the, the, there are more cards in that one. I just I didn't notice that going through it the first time. But then we were talking about the lands one, and I had the little bit of that previous uh, secret layer stuff at the top of my screen, and I just saw it said Crossing Grip, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And scrolled back up to look the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, sorry about that, no, no, folks. You're, you're good. I, right, on to the basic lands. We, you didn't like these for what reason? No, now? I don't dislike them. I just, like, I like them a little less because, like, well, I guess if you're familiar with the show and you're looking at the cards and be like, oh, these are arcane lands, you be like, 
oh yeah, look, that's Piltover with the airships in it on both the plains and the island, and don't really know what's mm-hmm. going on in the swamp, but the mountain, yeah, look, that's, I see that those characters don't really recognize the forest one either, though, but like, they just kind of look like magic lands. Like, we've had magic cards with airships in them, in the artwork before yeah, and stuff, so. I think that's fine. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just not that exciting to me because they don't look different from just a normal magic land. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So those are, are technically arcane ones, but I my problem with it is that it's it's a it's five basic lands for thirty dollars. Yeah. I think that they should give you enough to play these in your sure. deck, even if it's just like five of each. So they're like, yeah, you could play these in your three color deck or something, yeah, you know? Or your modern like, deck. But like this might be enough for your modern deck actually. Yeah, if you're playing a bunch of colors, maybe, but, like, you need two for most modern decks, right? Most of them have two of one of their basics. No, I, I get you, but... So, I, yeah, I just I just feel like this is just not, like, I'm like, what would it hurt them to put five of each of these basics in the basic land drop? Well, because what they want is they know there's a lot of people who won't buy the basic land secret layer. And the people who do want to buy it will probably buy five copies of it so that they have enough to make them their land, so... I don't know, man. I don't... I'm not saying that's a good thing. I think they would sell a lot more of it if they just put, like, five of each in there. Yeah? Do you think, like, five times as many people would buy it? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I do. Okay. I'm I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying I think otherwise. I'm saying I don't know... I'm less confident of that, but you may be right. And you know what? Your job is selling magic cards, so you are the person to know. <laughs> then we've got more Universe Beyond. Yeah, we've got more Universe Beyond stuff. We've got like, kind of an addendum to the Secret Lair, or to the Dracula box stoppers that came out. There's three more. Like, yeah. People liked that, I guess, with the Strixhaven Mystical Archive, so they're doing it again with this one's sure. showcase thing. Um, so we've got some more Dracula cards here. Um, these are cards that are not in the standard set, so we got some Dracula-themed cards from not not Crimson Vow cards, right? Right. Um, so we've got Exquisite Blood as cosplaying as Hunger of the Ancient One, <laughs> which is uh, the the enchantment that's whenever your opponent loses life, you gain life. Yeah. That's, that's a- it's always been expensive because there weren't enough printings of it, so this will maybe help with that, get, get more of those into people's hands. Mm-hmm. Then Knight's Whisper, uh... Tending to be Night Feeder's Vitation, which is the black and one draw two, lose two life. Yeah. And then Phyrexian Tower is uh, playing a role as Dracula's Tomb, which is the uh, old land that lets you sack a creature to gain two black mana. Yeah, and you said that uh, this Phyrexian Tower, or Dracula's Tomb, more moreover, really wanted to be a different card, right? Yeah, I, I think that this would have been a lot better if it were Volrath's Stronghold. Yeah. Um... Or maybe um, a land that, like, gained you life or something. Yeah. Volrath Stronghold lets you put a creature from your graveyard on top of your library, which is kind of like bringing it back from the dead, which, Mm -hmm. since it's Dracula's tomb, I think works for Dracula, you know? Like, he rises from the dead there or whatever, right? Yep. Um, But, like, they're going like, yeah, sack creature, gain two black mana. Like, I guess, like, they're trying to play into, like, Dracula's, like, feeding on that creature and you're getting more powerful or whatever mm-hmm. but i i just don't really like it i think that that doesn't really fit it and i think that that's just like oh man i would have really liked this to be volrath stronghold but that's on the reserved list so they couldn't do that well they could i mean they can <laughs> like there's actually nothing stopping them other than they convention right yeah sure 
Um, like this, this is a thing that they already have a precedent for doing. So like they, it's not even like they'd have, they'd get in trouble legally. It's just people are annoyed with them when they do it. So they stop doing it. Yeah. Kind of similar to your, uh, what you were saying about the lands. This one, I don't think they should have multiples of each card or anything, but it would be kind of nice if there were maybe a couple more of these. Cause this is three cards for 30 bucks. I guess Phyrexian's yeah, Tower um, and Exquisite Blood are both pretty expensive cards, though. Phyrexian Tower is not anymore since it got reprinted already. Oh, did it? But it, it was like a, still like a $10 card, okay. $20, something well, like that. Yeah. It's not too bad. But Exquisite Blood's still been like $30 to $50 yeah. or something so like I guess that. So like a $30 for an Exquisite Blood was fine, and then you get these other things. Sure. And the Phyrexian Tower is a pretty great thing to get for free, even if it is only $10 now. That's Exactly. Cool. And Night's Whisper is a card that's hard to find. Yeah. So... Like, there there could be somebody that's buying this because they're like, man, I really need a Night's Whisper. I, <laughs> you know? Like, I could see that, somebody wanting that card so badly um, that they bought this just for that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's unlikely, but I could see it, you know? So I think these are all good includes. I, I Yeah, I would like to get more than three cards for my $30 direct from Wizards. Yeah. Because this costs them, you know, 10 cents or whatever. Right. Like, I know that the artwork and stuff is more expensive. I'm just saying, like, for... Still, when you... The actual cost of materials is very low, so, like, I would like for there to be a couple more cards. Right. But these are good cards, so I get it. The basics, I disagree. I'm like, you, like, nobody wants... I don't... I I feel like it's hard to get somebody to want to buy five basic lands for $30. Yeah, but then again, since these are... They're, like, printing them to order. Like, I think from their perspective, they're like, yeah, people don't want these as much, but for those people that do... We'll sell them to you. Like, if we can get yep. away with charging you $30 for five basic lands, then we will sell them to you. <laughs> My worry, though, is going to be that they're going to have to pay for all this artwork from people, and they're not going to sell any of it, and they're only going to sell the ones that are people get in the bundles. Yeah. But, I mean, they maybe that's enough. And, like, I know they'll sell some of it. I'm just saying, like, I'm worried they won't sell enough of it to cover the costs of paying for those artists whereas i I think it's not it wouldn't cost i think the increased cost to duplicate the artworks that are already in there is dramatically less than adding more arts for new cards oh i i agree with you on that last bit there like i'm sure i'm sure it would cost them less right but at the same time i i have no idea what watsi pays for art um i know that some artists can can uh command a bit more than others but like just kind of generally knowing um, what people are willing to pay for art. I, like, I say that, and people are like, what do you mean? Millions of dollars? Like, yes, you know, like, fine art paintings can sell for, like, millions of dollars, but, like, working artists who do art for video games and, like, novel covers and card games and stuff are not well paid <laughs> for their work. No, they're not. Like, th- those people are... Very talented, clearly. We see the wonderful art we have in Magic. And I don't know, Watsi may be, like, you know, a, a standing head and shoulders above other companies and what they're willing to pay artists. I don't know. I'm not trying to call out Watsi in particular because I don't have the details. I'm just saying, from what I know of the art community, I would be surprised if Watsi was paying very much for these. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, in a combo of the previous Secret Lair and this one, next up we have five Dracula lands. Yeah. Um. And, and these are... Once again, personally, my major complaint is it's five basic lands for $30. Yeah, these ones you know, are like, full art, though. So, like, you got a big, 
art box with a big piece of of Dracula themed basic land art, and I think not just Dracula themed. Dracula's in there. Yeah, I think these are Which all is your great. complaint, right? You you wish they were Dracula themed, not just actually Dracula. <laughs> yeah, on all of them? yeah. I'll, we'll we'll get to that in just a moment. But like the uh, the plains is this big broad cobblestone uh, sort of paved area with some mist and Dracula walking through it, and that's pretty cool. And the island is Dracula on the boat, which isn't going to resonate as very Dracula-themed for a lot of people. Um, But in the actual book, Dracula did come to England. Yeah, he sailed to England. Yeah, on a boat, and that was a significant part of the story. So so that's very cool. Um, The swamp just seems to be a, a Dracula tomb with a big winged demony Dracula in there. Um, the mountain has got Dracula standing on his balcony at, like, Castle Dracula with mountains in the background. It's all cool. Uh, up in the mountains where he lives. Yep. And then the forest is this, like, nighttime forest with big trees and this carriage with lanterns hanging on it. Nice, fancy carriage, like, being rushed, rushing down the, the road with these horses pulling it. And it's super cool looking. It's very much reminiscent of the the part of the book where, like, uh, is it Harker, Jonathan Harker, who's going to visit Castle Dracula, and he's he's writing in his journal about how crazy that his this carriage ride that he took to the castle was, and that that's a definitely reminiscent of that very poignant moment in the book to me. And then for some reason, they've got Dracula standing with his arms sort of crossed in this very calm pose standing on top of the carriage and it looks ridiculous so i don't think it's actually supposed to be like harker riding to the castle is what no this is supposed not to be. necessarily i think this is just supposed to be like reminiscent of all those times in vampire movies and stuff where they're riding their carriage through the woods and the the vampire alights on top of their carriage you know yeah maybe i'm not saying this was meant to depict that moment in the book i'm saying it's very reminiscent of that moment in the book I would like it without the Dracula in it at all. And I would think of it as, oh, yes, this is a Dracula thing, you know? Yeah, I would prefer Dracula not standing there, but I think that it's... I'm okay with I it. I think it looks ridiculous. Uh, and, and in fact, I think this piece of artwork is so good, and that looks so out of place. I think that this artist probably did this bit of artwork, or at least did like the artist proof for this artwork, without Dracula in it. And somebody told them, like, oh, no, we're putting Dracula in all of them. You need to have Dracula in it. And they added this doofy Dracula standing on top of the carriage because that's where it fit in the work, in the piece. <laughs> but, I don't know. Or whatever. I'm kind of mad about the forest. But I'll, I think they, these are cool. They are cool. I, don't, I personally am not going to pay $30 for five basics, but it is cool. Yeah. I'm glad that they exist for someone out there who's willing to pay it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're cool. But after that... We've got another really... I think there's another really cool secret lair. Uh, yeah, this... It's Fibblethip, completely, utterly, totally lost. Yeah, this is one I'm actually pretty excited about. I think these are very fun. And it's done in the style of those, like, children's activity books where you try to find the person in the crowd. Yeah, it's Where's Waldo, right? Yeah, like, Where's Waldo? And there's there's other books that yeah, do a similar like, thing. Yeah, I spy books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on each of these cards, Fibblethip's hidden somewhere in the picture, supposedly. I haven't found him myself, so I can't, can't back that up. But supposedly in each of the pictures, Fibblethip's in there. And actually, though, you can stick them all side by side to make one contiguous drawing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I guess Fibblethip is, you know, in this one place five times. <laughs> but, but, you know, these aren't necessarily all taken at the same time. So he, he walked across the frames, right? I would my assumption. Um, there, these are all really busy. There's lots of little things going on, lots of little characters and buildings and stuff. And, yeah. and these are going to be, so even aside from looking for Fibblethip in each of these pictures, I think these will just be fun for you to, to just hold and look at and like look at all the different things and like I think every time you pick up these cards Yeah, you're that's see one of those things new. I really enjoyed about those those Where's Waldos and I Spy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Was just like looking at the pictures and seeing all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. I, I think it was always very interesting. I think if you have uh this intruder alarm in your deck, um you're gonna Yeah, I could never play these in my deck for strategic reasons. <laughs> My opponent would know they were in my hand every time because I'd just be staring at my hand trying to figure out, like, just look at the picture. And I I would just be ignoring everyone looking at this picture and people would be like, oh, he has one of his, whatchamacallit cards in his hand. Fibblethip cards. Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of what I was about to say, though. Like, I think if you had, say, this, this copy of Intruder alarming your deck, then every single time it comes up, you're going to be looking at it. You're going to see new things about your, your the artwork is going to be fascinating no matter how many times you see it because there's so much to see. Yeah, uh, but the cards in this one are Path to Exile, Well of Lost Dreams, Frantic Search, Intruder Alarm, and Sheldock Isle. Mm-hmm. And I I think that these are all great choices. I don't understand what Intruder Alarm is doing here, but I assume it has something to do with Fibblethip's story that I don't know. Was a um, was our previous Intruder Alarm had a fibble had a Fibblethip in the artwork or something like that? Well, I don't know. I'll look. It does not look like it. Nope. <laughs> no, it was not. It it was all pre Fibblethip existing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Why that card? Yeah, I don't really know what's going on with that. But I, I assume it has something to do with Fibblethip's story. Yeah. Um, or if they just wanted to print an intruder alarm in a secret lair. Hey, here we go. <laughs> but, yeah, but the, um, words. The. Path to Exile, Well Lost Dreams, Frantic Search, I'm sure, are very obvious. The name is what is explaining the Fibblethip being lost thing. Because, like, Path to Exile, he got lost on the, you know, Well of Lost Dreams, the Frantic Search for him, right? right. The Sheldock Isle is a card that has Hideaway. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's great. And that's just, I don't know what's going on with Intruder Alarm. Yeah. Uh, Fibblethip's a creature. So. Well, it's interesting. There's two different secret layers in this super drop that have Path to Exile in them. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't have anything else to say about that. Sounds cool. Yeah, no, um, I, I Then really we've got like Crocodile that. Jackson's Monstish Menagerie. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I don't like, you know, a play on Crocodile Dundee that's supposed to be done on, uh, what what plane is this one supposed to be on? Muraganda. Muraganda. Which is a plane that we've got cards that reference, but we don't, we haven't actually, I don't think the story's actually gone there. Okay, so is Crocodile Jackson a a joke that Watsi is making for a character in Moraganda? Yes. Oh, okay. See, because I'm so I don't know, stupid. I guess out of the loop. I I didn't realize that that wasn't like a person, like a real life person that was making a joke on Crocodile Dundee's name. And I thought that this was supposed to be like basically like an artist showcase sort of thing, but. No, no, I think these are just... Okay. I don't know what's going on. I don't like these. Um, They're not bad. They're not objectively bad, like Aftermath cards are. 
They're they're just uh, not an art. I, I don't. I I hadn't noticed that these artists. These are actually credited to the artist Crocodile Jackson. Maybe that is a real person. I didn't know. Well, either way, uh, like I was, I'm trying to say, these aren't. Yeah, Crocodile Jackson's a real person that does artwork. Okay. Um. So yeah, Watsy's just making a joke that he's the Crocodile Dundee of Maraganda. I think. Well, in any case, these are not objectively bad artwork. They're competent artwork. They're sort of like a cartoony style. Um, I just don't like them. Not something I'm I think they're of. cool. Um, yeah, no, I like them. I like them a lot. I think Teamer Sabretooth looks like it's poisonous in his picture. But other than that, seems great. <laughs> um, kind of like the flavor text on these, though. Yeah, they're good. But yeah, this one's got Ravenous Jupacabra, Managorger Hydra... Pathbreaker, Ibex, Teamer, Sabretooth, and Winding Constrictor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that any of these are valuable cards, but they're all certainly cards that are see a lot of play, so that seems like cool. Okay. Then the, the next secret layer in this Super Drop is probably my favorite one, but just because this this next one has just incredible artwork. On Yeah, I I think the, the next one's art style is very like good. the... Uh... The Fibblethip one is very cool. I, I enjoy that art a lot. It's fun to, like, kind of interact with. Um, but just as far as really high-quality works of art, I think this next one takes the cake for this super drop at the very least. Um, it's called Far Out, man. And I think that's just because the, these are all kind of, like... They're not really psychedelic-style artwork. But I, I'm struggling to come up with a, a better word for it. They they do kind of look like visions that one might see if one were high or something, you know? Um, mm-hmm. None of them seem to to be based in physical reality. Uh, they're kind of surreal, and they're definitely very colorful and kind of busy. Uh, but I, I don't know what else to tell people other than they, they should check out the link in our description and uh, just take a look at these. They're... They're just beautiful works of art. They're fantastic. Uh, these are all done by the same artist, um, Matthias Manhanini. And I'm not familiar with the artist, but like I probably should be. These these are amazing. Um, we've got... And, and I don't know what ties these together other than the fact that they're all blue spells. Uh, I, I think they're just blue commander staples. I kind of feel like it might have given the artist some leeway in choosing these like they've done with some of the artist showcase before. Um... I'm getting the impression, kind of, from this secret layer drop, that they're that they kind of are doing artist showcases here with like the uh, the crocodile Jackson, yeah, the crocodile Jackson, and fa- this far out man one. I think maybe they. Uh, I don't know because I have no idea what their their info is. Right, I'm not an insider, but I'm just speculating. Maybe on their previous sh- artist showcase. They felt like they didn't make as much sales, and they're like, well, these are really good cards. Maybe people just aren't that into the marketing based on the artist, and so they're putting a theme on the cards and saying, look, this is the Far Out Man bundle, rather than tying it specifically to this artist that people may not already be familiar with, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um... Uh, but anyway, we've got an Ether Gust, a Counterspell, Fabricate, Factor Fiction, and Mystical Tutor. They're certainly pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really like them. Um, and then we've got uh, pixelsnowlands.jpg. Yeah. That is uh, just some pixel art, snow-covered basics. Yeah, 
and this uh, this one again is going to suffer from the fact that these are just si- one single Five basic, basic lands, lands for thirty bucks. Yep, but they are they are snow lands, which I guess is a slight improvement. And the the icing on, on these ones for me is uh the frame the the card frame on these. These are full art, but they've got a frame around the card and like a uh, title line, name line, whatever, and. Yeah. The, that's designed to look like kind of a Windows ninety five sort of window yeah. box, and they've got a like a minimize, expand, and close button in where the mana cost would be on a non basic or on a land on a spell, on a spe- yeah, on a spell, a not a land spell. I mean, lands aren't spells. Yep. Whatever. I'm babbling. Um, these are cool looking though. Uh, tell you what, I know it would it would cost the same as just buying multiples of the the land that you like. But if you happen to get several of these different basic land bundles that they're doing, that would also be kind of a cool way for you to do your basic lands in a deck, is to have not all the same ones, but just a bunch of different secret layer basics. Would be neat. Um, it looks like they're turning some of their, their sheets of secret layer cards into the packaging for some of the boxes for the pixel snowlands it says we're giving some of our secret layer test sheets a second life by upcycling them into the platforms you'll find within your pixel snowlands.jpg boxes a limited number of these sheets are created to calibrate colors and image quality ahead of our full print runs and we're exploring this as a way to reduce our industrial waste by repurposing these test sheets into secret layer packaging components okay so i think in in the secret layer box generally the box is significantly bigger than just a few cards. And so the packaging will have a box, and inside the box there's like a little like platform that the cards rest on. Just be like this cardboard yeah. circle basically. Uh, inside and behind the cards to hold the cards up to yeah. the to the top. And of that the box. cardboard that platform's gonna be maybe a strip of Yeah, like they're gonna cut a piece of that test sheet and fold it over and glue it and bam, you've got a cardboard platform for these cards to rest on. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so then there's one more secret layer in this drop that is the one that I absolutely hate and wish they didn't do. Uh, it's all because of propaganda, right? No, <laughs> no. I don't think I'm influenced unduly by propaganda here. So this is Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. And it's not just a secret layer. This is a... A secret layer commander deck. It's a whole commander Which deck. is a cool idea. I don't have a problem with that. It's kind of annoying as a store just because people are going to come ask me if we have the new commander deck and i'm like no that was a secret layer thing you had to buy it on the secret layer i can't help you and there's just not anything i can do about it other than buy a bunch of them so this one they did five cards in the secret layer style Mm -hmm. um and this is a coin flip deck that this is built around um it's got a couple of different commander options I'm guessing since they're the ones that are the secret layer, they're going with Zinder Split and Okun as the partner's commander for it, just because those are the ones that got the secret layer treatment. But yeah. there are other ones that are usually more popular as the commander for this style deck included in the deck, such as Usri. But they did five cards that are double-faced, and they're they're not double-faced cards, they're just single-faced cards, but they did, the, they did two different artworks for them and put them on different faces of the card. Yeah. Um... Which is kind of neat. And most of the cards have something to do with coin flips. I will... Which 
makes it work thematically. I for some reason they also did propaganda. Yeah, I I don't understand that one. I have no idea but... what's going on with propaganda. Propaganda is just an enchantment. It says creatures can't attack you unless the controller pays two for each creature they control that's stacking you. And like, and like the card's good and good in this deck, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's. But just I just kind don't know why it's... a commander deck that cares about like control or pillow fort or any of that style. You know. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it's like I just don't know why it's. Why is it one of the cards in they the coin put as a flippy double face? Like, yeah, especially well, I, I don't know because there are other coin flip cards in this deck, right? Yes, there are. That's, There's a lot of that's, them. It's weird, um, but I will say I I have been vocal about being anti double face cards on this podcast, and I will say this is just about the best use of it I've ever seen. Um, still wish that these were not tournament legal because they're, they don't have a magic back. Uh, but, to do a coin flip theme card and to print a different artwork on either side of it, that's neat. That, I, I, that's pretty cool. They got two different artworks for each of these. All the artwork is cool. So, like, these actually are kind of psychedelic, but... And this artwork would probably be better for the card Planner Chaos than for... Uh, that does have to do with coin flips than it does for propaganda. Do you think Just maybe say it that. was supposed to be planner chaos, and then for some reason they realized they they couldn't do that, and so they had to come up with some other. They had to substitute. I don't know, that dude. Card. I was just scrolling through cards in this that were not that thing mm -hmm. that this would work for, and I'm like, oh, planner chaos would work, and that is a coin flippy card that is in this deck. Huh. Like, yeah, because honestly, the artwork doesn't really scream propaganda either. No, it's. Very much doesn't, which is why I was really looking to see if there was something that would be better. Yeah. You know? Like, the, it has eyeballs on both sides, and so I can kind of say, like, propaganda doesn't mean, like, Big Brother is watching you, but it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that, so, like, at a stretch, I can kind of see that being the related theme between the artwork and the and the card, but, like, it's, that's a quite a stretch, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, do, I do wonder if maybe, maybe that wasn't going to be propaganda until, you know, who knows what happened, but that's weird. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, have, I don't know what's going on with that. It's very weird. So. But uh, t tell us tell us why, What so far, you know, you've said that you hate this this secret layer bundle, but, but everything you've said about it so far has been ba basically positive. I don't like the propaganda thing. I don't like them putting double-faced double versions of regular cards yeah, it just because it seems like they're unnecessarily removing the backside of the card. <laughs> just put two copies of the card in the box. Let the person pick their thing. Like I, yeah, I mean this. This is just making people buy sleeves for their deck. They don't <laughs> even or buy specific kinds of sleeves for their deck. You know? Yeah. Like they can't play with necessarily the sleeves they want because you did this. But the real thing I absolutely, absolutely hate here is how they decided to do the reprints of the cards that are not the um, the ones that are getting these new artworks and new card treatment thing. Yeah. Is they decided to make them look like they're from Mystery Boosters or The List uh -huh. by just doing a card image and then putting the little Planeswalker logo on the bottom left corner, not giving them their own set symbol, mm -hmm. um, which I just absolutely hate because I they, they need to put a different symbol in the bottom left corner, you know? Sure. Like, it, if, say, it was that little Planeswalker symbol with a four in it. For the, I don't know if this is the fourth time they've done something like this, but... Yeah, something like that. Just put 
just put a different logo on the bottom left corner, even if it's just a, something slightly different. So that you can so that you can know where the cards came from because there's cards that are in that are in both things, you right. know? Right. Like there may be I, I don't know if this is literally true, it's an example, but there may be a card that is both in the mystery boosters and in this commander deck. And so how do you know which one it is? Is there a way to yeah. know? I, I can't tell you that till they actually print the thing. Because, uh-huh. um, like, with Mystery Boosters in the list, there's no way to tell the Herald's Horn apart because they picked the same image. Mm-hmm. But with Demonic Tutor, they picked a different set to use for the different ones. So they you can tell them apart with the Demonic Tutor Yeah. on the Mystery Booster in the list. And so, like, until they actually show show us what the cards actually look like in this, there's, there's no way to really know. That's, that's... Um, so, yeah. That's got to be intentional, right? Like, surely... They are probably trying to do stuff to obfuscate where the things came from to make it harder for um, people to go like, this version's worth more than that version to make them seem like they're the same value as each other. Yeah. Even if one is more common than the other. And I hate that. Because it's like, well, but if one of them's more common than the other, shouldn't the person who got the, the more rare one be able be allowed to treat it as being worth slightly more that and like i know that the this player exists less and less or if they even count as a player right but this consumer exists less and less as magic proliferates more and more products but for someone who is trying to collect at like a copy of every magic card right like if they have uh what's the one you said you can't tell apart herald's horn if they have a herald's horn with the little Planeswalker logo in the corner, that person is not going to be satisfied by having one of those. You know? It's in two different mm-hmm. sets. They need two of them, and if there is actually no way to tell them apart, how will they know? Like, I I know maybe some people wouldn't be bothered by this, and I'm not trying to, trying to collect every single Magic card, but if I were, it would bother me to no end. Then, like, I don't know if I have a copy of Herald's Horn from Mystery Booster. I don't know. There's not any way for mm-hmm. me to know. You know? You just have to you have to open it yourself. You can't buy it later. I guess. That's all Wizards cares about. Getting people to buy their packs. Oh, boy. And, I mean, I don't know, Domin. More and more often, I mean, I think all they care about is getting people to buy digital packs of cards that don't even exist. Sure, I guess if you buy a digital one, you can have the blockchain that tells you where it came from, right? Um, another neat thing about this uh this commander deck is it come it comes with a coin that you can flip with it which that's neat i guess i think it has a uh, zender split and Ukoan on the coin so um as somebody who has had people tell me that the coin they put in the decks with pokemon stuff is not balanced and you can't flip that i'm worried about the coin that's included in this uh well pokemon cards are produced by a different company yeah that's true i'm just saying but, like this is probably going to be a plastic coin but also right in what way is the coin not balanced and you can't flip it and people just said that the little plastic coins sometimes are weighted to one side uh i'm skeptical of how that would how that would work i feel like if <laughs> if you are imparting enough force to the coin to make it flip many like over and over and over it it doesn't like it doesn't flip in the air until it has expended all of its energy and then come down and land on the so- on a side down, you know? If you've flipped it correctly, then it continues to flip until it 
strikes something, and then it stops. If, and so, if one face is heavier, it will be more likely to be face down than the other. If you flip a coin and snatch it out of the air and place it down on the table, how is it going to be more likely to do any? That's how you how you're meant to flip a coin. If you you're if you're snatching air, it out of the air, sure, and put it down. Most people don't do that. Most people let it land on a surface. But then it's most likely going to bounce off the table and into the floor. That's what's not going. if you're careful about. Like you can flip coins pretty easily without doing that. You're not flipping that. it hard enough to get it to spin good. No, you're flipping air. it too hard. No, it needs to be spinning in the air quickly enough that you cannot even see what face it is and stuff. That's how you flip a. Yeah, coin. you you can do that without it bouncing off the table. Okay. Um, the thing just says one super special coin, though, so I have no information on what that coin is. Well, the is it metal? Is it, it yeah, like it, there's a little image of Okun and Zender split, but I don't know if that's a piece of metal or if that's in the image. Like, it looks like two coins, but they also put the cards in so it looks like two cards where they're showing both of the faces. Yeah, no, that's just the, so sure the different faces. One face of it. is blue and one face is red. The blue face. Certainly looks like Zender split on it. The red face, I can't really make out, but if it's Zender split on one side, I'm gonna guess it's Okun on the other side. Uh, yeah, but I, it could be metal. It could be plastic. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd be inter- I'd be interested to find out. Yeah. Um. It's also got a uh, a life wheel. People like those. What's a life wheel? It's just a little life counter thing that they've put in several of the They're container like, products in the past. A card that has a little, like... Oh, it probably is that. Out. That's way less good than I was thinking. Oh. I was thinking of they have, like, little twisty, like, things. Hmm. So, I don't know, did, did you want to talk any more about, like, what cards are in the commander deck or how it works or anything? I didn't... No, I hate the commander deck. I don't want to talk about it any more than I have to. Okay. And so, uh... So, you know, you, you can get the non-foil version of the Secret Versary bundle, which uh, does not come with the Commander deck. It has uh, the Arcane cards and the Arcane lands as the Crocodile Dundee, the Fibblethip, the Dracula cards and the Dracula lands, as the Pixel Snow lands and the uh, Far Out uh, cards in it. That's all of them, right? Then you can get the foil bundle. Uh, then the foil version is well, it's all the same stuff, um, but you but they're they're foils, right? Um, this looks like more things. Is it more things or just organized? Um, the foils one includes the commander deck. The non foils one doesn't because the commander deck has fifty foil cards and fifty not, I believe. Oh, okay. Where where is it on the? Oh no, I think the foil one has. Two copies oh, the foil one has some foil oh, etched versions yeah. instead of just regular foils of some of the things. Yeah, okay. Like the pixel lands, and I think just the pixel lands. Yeah, and apparently the uh, the Crocodile Jackson cards are foil etched. Uh, I think that they do not come as a regular foil. But the Snowlands come as etched and not etched. And then we've got the bundle bundle? Yep, this is what, how they've been doing recently. you got the foil bundle, the non-foil bundle, and the both bundle. Right? And the, which, yeah, which is just the foil bundle and the non-foil bundle. And then there's the bundled bundle bundle, which that one is the one that's got the foil bundle, the non-foil bundle, and the commander deck. In. Yes. That's got, the only additional thing there is the commander deck, but that is like a an additional $100 worth of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is everything, right? Yep. So clearly, the the only one here of any interest is the just the the non foil bundle, right? Correct. 
that's no the foil bundle's cool too for people that yeah, like yeah i mean lots of people like foils so that that's fine yeah but but the non-foil one is a hundred dollars cheaper and you know we're way more likely to want to play with those cards i am some people aren't yeah yeah people like to foil out their actual decks too and foils are not mm-hmm. just for collectors there are lots of players who like foils uh i just get concerned about using foils because they they have a tendency to warp yeah you just gotta care for your cards my dude uh what else have we got donovan I think that was it. I think we were just going to go over all these secret layers because it was going to take us a while. Yeah, I think... um, We had had people say they liked it when we informed them on it. And that's kind of what we're here to do, right? Is to just kind of be your everyman's podcast that updates you on goings-on in the Magic community. Yeah, kind of bas- basically that's it. This Right now, this is a thing that's going on. Yeah, when they started doing more and more secret layers, we were like, oh, maybe we won't cover all these. And someone was like, hey, I'd like for you to cover these. So, you know. Someone wants yeah, to... and so like we miss we miss some sometimes, but that's because we missed them, not because we chose not to mention. Them. Right, right. Like either we didn't know they were happening, or actually, we like, probably didn't know. Most they were of happening. the time, it's we knew they were happening during when we were airing the recording the podcast, but the thing ended before we would air it. Yeah, that's happened. Is happened quite a few times. We're like, well, I mean, it's too late for us to tell people now. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, I think we check the secret layers when we're getting ready to record. Uh, we don't always. We, <laughs> for a while, we were I'm, I'm saying when we do. Right. It's usually when we're getting ready to record. Right. This time, there was a bunch of them, so we came in prepared, and we're like, well, that's just what we'll t- talk about. Yeah, when when I was doing news every week, I would always check the secret layers, and uh, but even then, like, we ended up <laughs> with some that was like, well... Sometimes sometimes they go up, their notice goes up in less than a week, and they're done a week later, you know? Right. So, like, if they announced it the day after we recorded the previous podcast, the next podcast we do, there's only, like, a day left or two in the the thing, and we're, we don't get the things put out in less than 24 hours. Yep. So, which I think is reasonable, I'm just saying, like, if we did, if we, if we had a person that we paid to edit our podcast... Every day after we do them, it might be reasonable for us to get them posted. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. That next day. Right. But we, Duncan just has to have time to do it in addition to working a paying job. So. Right. So so this week we had kind of an opening in the schedule. I was like, oh, let's let's uh kind of cover what news has happened because like we've been really busy with all the sets coming out and stuff, doing all of our review shows and our first impressions and all that stuff. It's like. Let's uh let's take a look at what's been in the news for Magic recently. I guess there's another thing news wise that I would like to mention. Yeah. Um that we haven't covered. What's up? Because uh store championships are coming up next week. Oh yeah. Wizards announced them, didn't say any kind of ta- time frame for when they would be happening. And then a couple months ago they sent us an email saying, "Hey, you haven't scheduled your your store championship. It has to be this weekend. Like it has to be X weekend." Uh, schedule it. So we scheduled it, um, but honestly, we actually haven't discussed what we're going to be doing for ours. Uh, I will tell people next time. Okay. The podcast comes out, but it's going to be on Saturday, December 4th. There's going to be the store championships, and that's how you get the Altar Arbor Elf Collected Company or Worm Coil Engine that they released for those uh, store championships. Yeah, I remember we, we had talked about... December 4th and 5th, you go to your local game store and participate in their store championship. And if your store is a premium store, your store will even have their name printed on the collected companies in the Worm Coil engines. Yeah. And the the Arbor Elf is the uh, just the 
the attendance prize or whatever, the door prize. So they didn't they didn't go ahead and print the store name on all of those. That would have, I guess, been a lot of extra work for them. Yeah, they can't afford the ink, man. What but, uh, itty bitty card company? But the uh, the worm coils in the for first place and the collected companies for top eight are are getting uh, that treatment for the premium store. Sadly, I was hoping by the time store champions rolled around, Boardwalk would be a premium location. But I wasn't expecting them to actually get them rolled out this year, <laughs> and so we're not. We we've signed a lease on a new space. We're getting construction done on the inside, and once that gets done, we'll, we're going to buy some new fixtures and stuff for the inside so that we can meet the requirements for premium. So that's why we didn't convert our old place into a premium location. Is just buying the different kinds of shelving and tables and chairs and trash cans and all that stuff was just too much money. Yeah. Uh, just because we basically just have to replace everything and the stuff we had, people liked, you know? Sure. Um, but since we're building a new space out and spending all the money anyways to do all that, we're like, well, we can go ahead and just get some new some new fixtures and sure. do the premium thing. Makes sense. And I'll, I'll tell you, Boardwalk is already the premium store, in my opinion. It's That's the thing, is people always come to us and they're like, you're not premium, but like you'll have... like. The most player tournament and the best card selection. It's like, yeah, well, Wizards doesn't care. <laughs> the store in the Metroplex with the worst like player turnout is a premium store. But well, we had an opening in our schedule. I kind of wanted to do like a, a news roundup, um, but then I went to check out the news and there wasn't actually a lot of news, but there were a bunch of secret layers. And uh, so I thought, well, last time we talked about secret layers, it ended up being like a whole episode's worth of content. And then we had an episode to do. Like, well, okay, we'll talk about the secret layers. And, uh, you know, our audience can let us know at planeswalkerspod at gmail.com if they liked or disliked this. You know, like and subscribe, all that stuff. But uh, also email us if you're not liking and subscribing and let us know why that is. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't have any feedback to go over this week. We hadn't, uh, hadn't gotten any messages recently, so... Shoot me those emails about whether or not you like the show or what you're playing in standard. And Tell me why the mystery booster treatment for cards is actually superior to putting a new set symbol on the cards. You can find me at Boardwalk Games in North Dallas. You can tweet it at me at day underscore Donovan on Twitter. Or you can just come into my Twitch channel at dday underscore 99 if you can catch me streaming. Cool. Clearly, Donovan is ready to wrap this up and wants me to stop rambling because he has already moved into the sign off. So uh, you were doing it. <laughs> so if <laughs> you were doing the sign off thing, if you want to find me, you can get me at Engine Within on the Twitter. Um, I really need to be on there more. It's the only last time I try to interpret your cues. I guess <laughs> it's gonna sit here till you tell me to do something. Now, no, you're good. It's the only social media I do, so I, I should be on Twitter more. I'll try and do that. Uh, you can email the podcast, like I was just saying, at planeswalkerspod at gmail.com. And you can also visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash planeswalkers to support the show and join our monthly giveaways. You can find our survey there if you want to get in for free, or you can join us at any level and you'll get automatically entered in all the giveaways that we do. We're giving away uh, this collector's booster as well as several other packs of cards next week. And, um... And what, we've given away three secret layers now, Donovan? And with all these cool secret layers coming up, I'm thinking we're going to need to give away some more secret layers. So, uh, you know, keep coming back, and maybe you'll hear some more about that. In the meantime, Donovan, what? You're supposed to say goodbye now? You have a special thing that you say? Oh, how was I supposed to know that? 
from Comcast. Oh, are you queuing me? What were you? Yeah, I don't do queues anymore, dude. Are you looking for adventure? No, really. Sometimes you can't just wait for an epic quest to fall into your lap. Stop searching your grandma's backyard for a secret dungeon and visit Finric Swindler's Adventuring Gear. Hi, I'm Finric Swindler. You come to me for all your adventuring equipment and provisions. However, even the most skilled and most expensively equipped adventurer needs an adventure to adventure on. I can help. Finric Swindler's Adventuring Gear now stocks maps. We have expedition maps, renegade maps, and even treasure maps. You can even choose from a selection of difficulties and find the quest that best suits your adventuring party. So, before you start searching for your next adventure, come down to Finric Swindler's Adventuring Gear and get a map to greatness. Finric Swindler's Adventuring Gear is not responsible for death by this adventure. Please quest responsibly. Yeah, boardwalk-games.com. You can get <coughs> coronavirus. Not from us. <laughs> I honestly don't know what you thought the previous cue was. You started talking about ways to contact us. Okay, because we read the feedback section. Uh-huh, and then what's after that on the outline? That That's when I say, in the meantime, Donovan, if people need more of your thoughts about couch joke, or couch gag, whatever... Uh-huh. You skipped my couch gag. No one's upset about that. No, of course of course not. Like, I'm not even upset about that, but that's why I put in the gag about, okay, Donovan's ready to wrap up, because you jumped my couch gag, so clearly you're like, okay, I tried we're done. To Shut save up, Duncan. We're going. I tried to save the people. All right. I think we're done here. Okay. Later days, No, folks. no, that's getting cut now. You have all the power. I do have all the power. I feel powerful.